Let's pray. Spirit of God, we ask that you will show us Christ. This book was written to reveal Christ. And we ask that the Spirit of God would work powerfully today, that he would be presented before our eyes so that we would be in awe of him, in awe of his goodness, in awe of his mercy, in awe of his sovereignty. I pray, Lord, that no one would walk away from here unaffected by what you have put in your word. Show us Christ. We pray this for your glory. Amen. In the beginning was the Word. And the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things came into being through Him, and apart from Him, nothing came into being that has come into being. In Him was life, and the life was the light of men. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness did not comprehend it. There came a man sent from God whose name was John. He came as a witness to testify about the light. He was not the light, but he came to testify about the light so that all might believe through him. There was the light, there was the light in the world. He was in the world, and the world was made through him, and the world did not know him. He came to his own, and those who were his own did not receive him. But as many as received him, to them he gave the right to become children of God. Even to those who believed in his name, who were born not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. And the word became flesh and dwelt among us. And we saw his glory, glory as of the only begotten from the Father, full of grace and truth. John testified about him and said, This was he of whom I said, He who comes after me has a higher rank than I, for he existed before me. For of his fullness we have all received and grace upon grace. For the law was given through Moses. Grace and truth were realized through Jesus Christ. No one has seen God at any time. The only begotten God who is in the bosom of the Father, he has explained him. This is the testimony of John when the Jews sent to him priests and Levites from Jerusalem to ask him, Who are you? And he confessed and did not deny, but confessed, I am not the Christ. They asked him, What then? Are you Elijah? And he said, I am not. Are you the prophet? And he said, no. Then they said to him, who are you, so that we may give an answer to those who sent us? What do you say about yourself? He said, I am a voice of one crying in the wilderness, as Isaiah the prophet said, make straight the way of the Lord. Now they had been sent from the Pharisees. So they asked him and said to him, why then are you baptizing if you are not the Christ, nor Elijah, nor the prophet? John answered them saying, I baptize in water. But among you stands one whom you do not know. It is he who comes after me, the thong of whose sandal I am not worthy to untie. These things took place in Bethany where John was baptizing. On the next day, John saw, he saw Jesus coming to him and said, Behold the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. This is he on behalf of whom I have said, after me comes a man who has a higher rank than I, for he existed before me. I did not recognize him, but he who sent me to baptize in water said to me, he who sent me to, but I came baptizing in water so that all might believe in him. John testified saying, I have seen the spirit of God descending as a dove 
and remaining upon him. I did not recognize him, but he who sent me to baptize in water said to me, He upon whom you see the Spirit descending and remaining upon him, this is the one who baptizes in the Holy Spirit. I myself have seen and have testified that this is the Son of God. Again, the next day, John was standing with two of his disciples, and he looked at Jesus as he walked and said, Behold the Lamb of God. The two disciples heard him speak, and they followed Jesus. And Jesus turned and saw them following and said to them, What do you seek? They said to him, Rabbi, which translated means teacher, where are you staying? And he said to them, Come and you will see. So they came and saw where he was staying, and they stayed with him that day, for it was about the tenth hour. One of the two who heard John speak and followed him was Andrew, Simon Peter's brother. He found first his own brother and Simon and said to him, We have found the Messiah, which is translated Christ. And he brought him to Jesus. Jesus looked at him and said, You are Simon, the son of John. You shall be called Cephas. The next day he purposed to go into Galilee, and he found Philip. And Jesus, and Jesus found Philip, and he said to him, Follow me. Now Philip was from Bethesda of the city of Andrew and Philip. Philip found uh, Andrew and Peter. Philip found Nathanael and said to him, We have found him of whom Moses in the law and also the prophets wrote, Jesus of Nazareth, the son of Joseph. Nathanael said to him, Can any good thing come out of Nazareth? Philip said to him, Come and see. Jesus saw Nathanael coming to him and said of him, Behold an Israelite indeed in whom there is no deceit. Nathanael said to him, How do you know me? Jesus answered and said to him, Before Philip called you, when you were under the fig tree, I saw you. Nathanael answered him, Rabbi, you are the Son of God. You are the King of Israel. Jesus answered and said to him, Because I said to you that I saw you under the fig tree, do you believe? You will see greater things than these. And he said to him, Truly, truly, I say to you, you will see the heavens open and the angels of God ascending and descending on the Son of Man. On the third day, there was a wedding in Cana of Galilee, and the mother of Jesus was there. And both Jesus and his disciples were invited to the wedding. When the wine ran out, the mother of Jesus said to him, They have no wine. And Jesus said to her, Woman, what does that have to do with us? My hour has not yet come. His mother said to the servants, Whatever he says to you, do it. Now there were six stone water pots set there for the Jewish custom of purification, containing 20 or 30 gallons each. And Jesus said to them, Fill the water pots with water. So they filled them to the brim. And he said to them, Draw some out now and take it to the head waiter. So they took it to him. When the head waiter tasted the water, which had become wine, and did not know where it came from, but the servants who had drawn the water knew, the head waiter called the bridegroom and said to him, Every man serves the good wine first, and when the people have drunk freely, then he serves the poorer wine, but you have kept the good wine until now. This beginning of his signs, Jesus did in Cana of Galilee, and manifested his glory, and his disciples believed in him. After that, he went down to Capernaum, he and his mother, and his brothers, and his disciples, and they stayed there a few days. Now the Passover of the Jews was near, and Jesus went up to Jerusalem. And he found in the temple those who were selling oxen and sheep and doves, and the money changers seated at their tables. 
And he made a scourge of cords and drove them all out of the temple with the sheep and the oxen. And he poured the coins of the money changers and overturned their tables. And to those who were selling the doves, he said, take these things away. Stop making my father's house a place of business. His disciples remembered that it was written, zeal for your house will consume me. The Jews then said to him, what sign do you show us as your authority for doing these things? Jesus answered them, destroy this temple. And in three days, I will raise it up. The Jews then said, it took 46 years to build this temple. And will you raise it up in three days? But Jesus was speaking of the temple of his body. So when he was raised from the dead, his disciples remembered that he said this. And they believed the scriptures and the word that Jesus had spoken. Now when he was in Jerusalem at the Passover during the feast, many believed in his name, observing his signs which he was doing. But Jesus on his part was not entrusting himself to them, for he knew all men. And because he didn't need anyone to testify concerning man, for he himself knew what was in man. Now there was a man of the Pharisees named Nicodemus, a ruler of the Jews. This man came to Jesus by night and said to him, Rabbi, we know that you have come from God as a teacher, for no one can do these signs that you do unless God is with him. Jesus answered and said to him, Truly, truly, I say to you, unless one is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Nicodemus said to him, how can a man be born again when he is old? He cannot enter a second time into his mother's womb and be born, can he? Jesus answered, truly, truly, I say to you, unless one is born of water and spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. That which is born of the flesh is flesh. And that which is born of the spirit and spirit. Do not be amazed that I said to you, you must be born again. The wind blows where it wishes. And you hear the sound of it, but do not know where it comes from or where it's going. So is everyone who is born of the spirit. Nicodemus said to him, how can these things be? Jesus answered and said to him, are you the teacher of Israel and do not understand these things? Truly, truly, I say to you, we speak of what we know and testify of what we have seen, and you do not accept our testimony. And you do not accept our testimony. If I told you earthly things and you do not believe, how will you believe if I tell you heavenly things? No one ascended to heaven but he who descended from heaven, the Son of Man. As Moses lifted up the serpent, even so must the Son of Man be lifted up, so that whoever believes will in him have eternal life. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. For God did not send the Son into the world to judge the world, but that the world might be saved through him. He who believes in him is not judged. He who does not believe has been judged already because he has not believed in the name of the only begotten God. This is the judgment, that the light has come into the world and men love darkness rather than light. For their deeds were evil. For everyone who does evil hates the light and does not come to the light for fear that his deeds will be exposed. But he who practices the truth comes to the light so that his deeds might be manifested as having been wrought in God. After these things, Jesus and his disciples came into the land of Judea, and there he was spending time with them and baptizing. 
John also was baptized in, in Anon near Salim because there was much water there and people were coming and were being baptized. For John had not yet been thrown into prison. Therefore, there arose a discussion on the part of John's disciples with a Jew about purification. So they came to John and said to him, Rabbi, he who was with you beyond the Jordan to whom you have testified, behold, he is baptizing and all are coming to him. John answered and said, a man can receive nothing unless it has been given him from heaven. You yourselves are my witnesses that I said, I am not the Christ, but I have, but I have been sent ahead of him. He who has the bride is the bridegroom. But the friend of the bridegroom who stands and hears him rejoices greatly at the bridegroom's voice. So this joy of mine has been made complete. He must increase, but I must decrease. He who is from above is above all. He who is of the earth is from the earth and speaks of the earth. He who comes from heaven is above all. What he has seen and heard, of that he testifies, and no one receives his testimony. He who has received his testimony has set his seal to this, that God is true. For he whom God has sent speaks the words of God, for he gives the Spirit without measure. The Father loves the Son and has given all things into his hands. He who believes in the Son has eternal life. But he who does not obey the Son will not see life. But the wrath of God abides on him. Therefore, when the Lord knew that the Pharisees had heard that Jesus was making and baptizing more disciples than John, although Jesus himself was not baptizing, but his disciples were, were he left Judea and came again into Galilee. And he had to pass through Samaria. So he came to a city of Samaria called Sychar, near the parcel of ground that Jacob gave to his son Joseph. Jacob's well was there. And Jesus, being wearied from his journey, was sitting thus by the well. It was about the sixth hour. There came a woman of Samaria to draw water. Jesus said to her, give me a drink. For his disciples had gone away into the city to buy food. Therefore the Samaritan woman said to him, how is it that you... Being a Jew, ask me for a drink, since I'm a Samaritan woman, for Jews have no dealings with Samaritans. Jesus answered and said to her, If you knew the gift of God and who it is who says to you, Give me a drink, then you would have asked him, and he would have given you living water. She said to him, Sir, you have nothing to draw with, and the well is deep. Where then do you get that living water? You are not greater than our father Jacob, are you? who gave us the swell and drank of it himself and his sons and his cattle? Jesus answered and said to her, Everyone who drinks this water will thirst again. But whoever drinks of the water that I will give him shall never thirst. But the water that I will give him will become in him a well of water springing up to eternal life. She said to him, Sir, give me this water so that I will not be thirsty and will not come all the way here to draw. He said to her, Go, call your husband, and come here. The woman answered and said, I have no husband. Jesus said to her, You have correctly said, You have no husband. For you have had five husbands, and the one whom you now have is not your husband. This you have said truly. The woman said to him, Sir, I perceive that you are a prophet. Our fathers worshipped in this mountain, and you people say that in Jerusalem is the place where men ought to worship. Jesus said to her, woman, 
Believe me that an hour is coming when neither in this mountain nor in Jerusalem will you worship the Father. You worship what you do not know. We worship what we know, for salvation is from the Jews. But an hour is coming, and now is, when the true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and in truth. For such people, the Father seeks to be his worshipers. God is spirit. And those who worship him must worship in spirit and in truth. The woman said to him, I know that Messiah is coming, he who is called Christ. When that one comes, he will declare all things to us. Jesus said to her, I who speak to you am he. At this point, his disciples came, and they were amazed that he had been speaking with the woman, yet no one said, what do you seek, or why do you speak with her? So the woman left her water pot and went into the city and said to the man, come, see a man who told me all the things that I have done. This is not the Christ, is it? They went out of the city and were coming to him, Meanwhile, the disciples were urging him, saying, Rabbi, eat. Jesus said, I have food to eat that you do not know about. The disciples were saying to one another, no one brought him anything to eat, did he? Jesus said to them, my food is to do the will of him who sent me and to accomplish his work. Do you not say there are yet four months and then comes the harvest? But I say to you, behold, lift up your eyes and look on the fields that they are wide for harvest. Already he who reaps is receiving wages and is gathering food for life eternal, so that he who sows and he who reaps may rejoice together. For in this case the saying is true, one sows and another reaps. I have sent you to reap that for which you have not labored. Others have labored and you have entered into their labor. From that city, many of the Samaritans believed in him because of the word of the woman who testified, he told me all the things that I have done. So when the Samaritans came to Jesus, they were asking him to stay with them. And he stayed there a few days, two days. Many more believed because of his word. And they were saying to the woman, it is no longer because of what you say that we believe. For we have seen for ourselves and heard that this one is indeed the Savior of the world. After the two days, he went forth from there. For Jesus himself testified that a prophet has no honor in his own hometown. So when he came to Galilee, the Galileans received him, having seen all the signs that he did at Jerusalem, for they themselves also went to the feast. After this, therefore, he came again to Cana of Galilee, where he had made the water wine. And there, there was a royal official there whose son was sick at Capernaum. When he heard that Jesus had come out of Judea into Galilee, He went to him and was imploring him to come down and heal his son, for he was at the point of death. So Jesus said to him, unless you believe, unless you see signs and wonders, you simply will not believe. The royal official said to him, sir, come down before my child dies. Jesus said to him, go, your son lives. The man believed the word that Jesus spoke to him and started off. As he was now going down, his slaves met him saying that his child was living. So he inquired of them the hour when he began to get better. And then they said to him, yesterday at the seventh hour, the fever left him. So the father knew that it was at that hour in which Jesus said to him, your son lives. So he himself believed and his whole household. This is again 
A second sign that Jesus performed when he had come out of Judea into Galilee. After this, there was a feast of the Jews, and Jesus went up to Jerusalem. Now, there is in Jerusalem a pool, which in Hebrew, by the Sheep Gate, a pool which in Hebrew is called Bethesda, having five porticos. In these lay a multitude of those who were sick, blind, lame, and withered, waiting for the moving of the water. For an angel of the Lord would come, would, for the angel of the Lord went down at certain seasons into the pool and stirred up the water. Whoever then first, after the stirring up of the water, stepped in, was made well from whatever disease with which he was afflicted. A man was there who had been ill 38 years. When Jesus saw him lying there and knew that he had already been a long time in that condition, he said to him, do you wish to get well? The sick man answered him, sir, I have no man to put me into the pool when the water is stirred up. But while I am coming, another steps down before me. Jesus said to him, get up, pick up your pallet and walk. Immediately the man became well and picked up his pallet and began to walk. Now it was the Sabbath on that day. Therefore the Jews were saying to the man who was cured, it is the Sabbath and it is not permissible for you to carry your pallet. But he answered them, he who made me well was the one who said to me, pick up your pallet and walk. They said to him, who is the man who said to you, pick up your pallet and walk? But the man did not know, for Jesus had slipped away while there was a crowd in that place. Afterward, Jesus found him in the temple and said to him, behold, you have become well. Do not sin anymore so that nothing worse happens to you. The man went away and told the Jews that it was Jesus who made him well. For this reason, the Jews were persecuting Jesus because he was doing these things on the Sabbath. But he answered them, My father is working until now, and I myself am working. For this reason, they were seeking all the more to kill him because he was not only breaking the Sabbath, but was also calling God his own father. Jesus answered and was saying to them, Truly, truly, I say to you, the Son can do nothing of Himself unless it is something He sees the Father doing. For whatever the Father does, these things the Son also does in like manner. For the Father loves the Son and shows Him all things that He Himself is doing. And He will show Him greater works than these so that you will marvel. For just as the Father raises the dead and gives them life, even so the Son also gives life to whom He wishes. For not even the Father judges anyone, but He has given all judgment to the Son, so that all will honor the Son, even as they honor the Father who sent Him. Truly, truly, I say to you, he who hears my words and believes Him who sent me has eternal life and does not come into judgment, but has passed out of death into life. Truly, truly, I say to you, an hour is coming, and now is when the dead will hear the voice of the Son of God, and those who hear will live. For just as the Father has life in Himself, even so He gave to the Son also to have life in Himself. And He has given Him authority to execute judgment because He is the Son of Man. Do not marvel at this. For an hour is coming in which all who are in the tombs will hear His voice and will come forth. Those who did the good deeds to a resurrection of life, and those who committed the evil deeds to a resurrection of judgment. I can do nothing on my own initiative. As I hear, 
I judge. And my judgment is just, for I, because I have not come to do my own will, but the will of him who sent me. If I alone testify about myself, my testimony is not true. There is another who testifies about me, and I know that the testimony which he gives about me is true. You have sent to John, and he has testified to the truth. But the testimony which I receive is not from man. But I say these things so that you may be safe. He was a lamp that was burning and was shining, and you were willing to rejoice for a while in his life. But the testimony which I have is greater than the testimony of John. For the works which the Father has given me to accomplish, the very works that I do testify about me that the Father has sent me. And the Father who sent me, he has testified about me. You have neither heard his voice at any time, nor have seen his form. You do not have his word abiding in you, because you do not believe him whom he sent. You search the scriptures, because you think that in them you have eternal life. It is these that testify about me. And you are unwilling to come to me so that you may be saved. I do not receive glory from men, but I know you, that you do not have the love of God in yourselves. I have come in my Father's name, and you do not receive me. If another comes in his own name, you will receive him. How can you believe when you receive glory from one another and do not seek the glory that is from the one and only God? Do not think that I will accuse you before the Father, for the one who accuses you is Moses, on whom you have set your hope. For if you believe Moses, you would believe me, for he wrote about me. But if you do not believe his writings, how will you believe my words? After these things, Jesus went to the other side of the Sea of Galilee or Tiberias. A large crowd followed him because they saw the signs which he was performing on those who were sick. Jesus went up on the mountain, and there he sat down with his disciples, and, uh, and there he sat down with his disciples. Now the Passover, the feast of the Jews, was near. Therefore Jesus, lifting up his eyes and seeing that a large crowd was coming to him, said to Philip, Where are we to buy bread so that these may eat? This he was saying to test him, for he himself knew what he was intending to do. Philip answered him, 200 denarii worth of bread is not sufficient for them for everyone to receive a loaf. One of his disciples, Andrew, Simon Peter's brother, said to him, There is a lad here who has five barley loaves and two fish. But what are these for so many people? Jesus said, Have the people sit down. Now, there was much grass in the place. So the men sat down in number about 5,000. Jesus then took the loaves, and having given thanks, he distributed to those who were seated. Likewise also of the fish, as much as they wanted. When they were filled, he said to his disciples, Gather up the leftovers so that nothing will be lost. So they gathered the leftover fragments and filled 12 baskets with the fragments from the five barley loaves, which were left over by those who had eaten. Therefore, when the people saw the sign which Jesus performed, they said, This is truly the prophet who is to come into the world. So Jesus, perceiving that they were intending to come and take him by force to make him king, withdrew to the mountain by himself alone. When evening came, his disciples went down to the sea, and after getting into the boat, they started to cross the sea to Capernaum. 
They had already become dark, and Jesus had not yet come to them. The sea began to be stirred up because strong wind was blowing. Then when they had rowed about three or four miles, they saw Jesus walking on the sea and drawn near to the boat, and they were frightened. But he said to them, it is I. Do not be afraid. So they were willing to receive him into the boat. And immediately the boat was at the land to which they were going. The next day, the crowd that was on the other side of the sea saw that there was no other small boat there except one, and that Jesus had not entered with his disciples into the boat, but that his disciples had gone away alone. There came other small boats from Tiberias near to the place where they ate the bread and were after the Lord had given thanks. So when the crowd saw that Jesus was not there, nor his disciples, they themselves got into the small boats and came to Capernaum seeking Jesus. When they found him on the other side of the sea, they said to him, Rabbi, when did you get here? Jesus answered them and said, Truly, truly, I say to you, you seek me not because you saw signs, but because you ate of the loaves and were filled. Do not look, do not work for the food which perishes, but for the food which endures to eternal life, which the Son of Man will give you. For on him the Father God has set his seal. Therefore they said to him, What shall we do so that we may work the works of God? Jesus said to them, Jesus answered and said to them, This is the work of God, that you believe in him whom he sent. So they said to him, What sign do you show us so that we may see and believe? What work do you perform? Our fathers ate the manna in the wilderness. As it is written, he gave them bread out of heaven. Jesus then answered them, Truly, truly, I say to you, it is not Moses who gave you the bread out of heaven. But it is my Father who gives you the true bread out of heaven. For the bread of God is that which comes down out of heaven and gives life to the world. Then they said to him, Lord, always give us this bread. Jesus said to them, I am the bread of life. He who comes to me will not hunger, and he who believes in me will never thirst. But I say to you that you have seen me, and yet do not believe. All that the Father gives me will come to me. And the one who comes to me, I will certainly not cast out. For I have come down from heaven, not to do my own will, but the will of him who sent me. This is the will of him who sent me, that of all that he has given me, I lose nothing, but raise it up on the last day. For this is the will of my Father, that everyone who beholds the Son and believes in Him will have eternal life, and I myself will raise Him on the last day. Therefore, the Jews were grumbling about Him because He said, I am the bread that came down out of heaven. They were saying, is not this Jesus, the son of Joseph, whose father and mother we know? How does He now say, I have come down out of heaven? Jesus answered, and said to them, do not grumble among yourselves. No one can come to me unless the Father who sent me draws him. And I will raise him on the last day. It is written in the prophets, and they all shall be taught of God. Everyone who has heard and learned from the Father comes to me. 
Not that anyone who has ascended to heaven, but he who descended from heaven. Truly, truly, I say to you, he who believes has eternal life. I am the bread of life. Your fathers ate the manna in the wilderness, and they died. This is the bread which came down out of heaven, so that one may eat of it and not die. I am the living bread that came down out of heaven. He who eats this bread will live forever. And the bread also which I will give for the life of the world is my flesh. And the Jews began to argue with one another, saying, How can this man give us his flesh to eat? So Jesus said to them, Truly, truly, I say to you, Unless you eat the flesh of the Son of Man and drink his blood, you have no life in yourself. For he who eats my flesh and drinks my blood has eternal life, and I will raise him on the last day. For my flesh is true food, and my blood is true drink. He who eats my flesh and drinks my blood abides in me, and I in him. As the living Father has sent me, and I live because of the Father, so he who eats me, he also will live because of me. This is the bread which came down out of heaven, not as the fathers ate and died. He who eats this bread will live forever. These things Jesus said in Capernaum as he taught in the synagogue. Therefore, many of his disciples, when they heard this, said, This is a difficult statement. Who can listen to it? But Jesus, conscious that his disciples grumbled at this, said to them, Does this cause you to stumble? What then if you see the Son of Man ascending to where he was? It is the Spirit who gives life. The flesh profits nothing. The words that I have spoken to you are spirit and are life. But there are some of you who do not believe. For Jesus himself knew from the beginning who they were who did not believe in him. And he was saying, For this reason I said to you, no one can come to me unless it has been granted him from the Father. Therefore, many of his disciples withdrew. As a result of this, many of his disciples withdrew and were not walking with him anymore. So Jesus said to the twelve, you do not want to go away also, do you? Simon Peter answered, Lord, to whom shall we go? You have words of eternal life. We have believed and have come to know that you are the Holy One of God. Jesus answered them, Did I not myself choose you, the twelve? And yet one of you is a devil. Now he said this. Now, now, this he's, now he meant Judas, the son of Simon Iscariot, for he, one of the twelve, was going to betray him. After these things, Jesus was walking in Galilee, for he was not unwilling to walk in Judea, because the Jews were seeking to kill him. Now the feast of the Jews, the feast of booths, was near. So his brothers said, therefore his brothers said to him, Leave her now and go into Judea, so that your disciples also may see the works which you are doing. For no one who seeks to be known publicly does anything in secret when himself seeks to be known publicly. If you do these things, show yourself to the world. For not even his brothers were believing in him. So Jesus said to them, My time is not yet here, but your time is always opportune. For this reason, the world cannot hate you, but it hates me, because I testify of it that its deeds are evil. Go up to the feast yourself. 
I do not go up to this feast, for my time has not yet come. Having said these things to them, he stayed in Galilee. But when his brothers had gone up to the feast, then he himself also went up to the, to the feast, not publicly, but as if in secret. So the Jews were seeking him at the feast and were saying, where is he? There was much grumbling among the crowd concerning him. Some were saying, he's a good man. Brothers were saying, no, on the contrary, he leads the people astray. Yet no one was speaking publicly, openly of him for fear of the Jews. When it was now the midst of the feast, Jesus went up to the temple and began to teach. The Jews were astonished and said, how has this man become learned, having never been educated? Jesus answered them and said, My teaching is not mine, but his who sent me. If anyone is willing to do his will, he will know of the teaching, whether it is of God or whether I speak from myself. He who speaks from himself seeks his own glory. But he who seeks the glory of the one who sent him, he is true, and there is no unrighteousness in him. Did not Moses give you the law? And yet none of you carries out the law. Why do you seek to kill me? The crowd answered, who seeks to kill you? The crowd answered, you have a demon. Who seeks to kill you? Jesus answered them, I did one deed and you all marvel. For this reason, Moses has given you circumcision, not because it is from Moses, but from the fathers. And on the Sabbath, you circumcise a man. If a man receives circumcision on the Sabbath so that the law of Moses will not be broken, are you angry with me because I made an entire man well on the Sabbath? Do not judge according to the flesh, according to appearance, but judge with the righteous judgment. So some of the people of Jerusalem were saying, is this not the man whom they're seeking to kill? Look, he's speaking publicly and they're saying nothing to him. The rulers do not really know that this is the Christ, do they? However, we know where this man is from, but whenever the Christ may come, no one knows where he's from. Jesus cried out in the temple, teaching and saying, You both know me and know where I am from. And I have not come of myself, but he sent me whom you do not know. I know him because he sent me. I know him because I am from him and he sent me. So they were seeking to seize him. And no one laid hands on him because his hour had not yet come. But many in the crowd believed in him. And they were saying, whenever the Christ may come, he will not perform more signs than those which this man has, will he? The Pharisees heard the crowd muttering these things about him. And the chief priest and the Pharisees sent officers to seize him. Therefore, Jesus said, for a little while longer, the light is among you. Then I go to him who sent me. You will seek me and will not find me. And where I am, you cannot come. The Jews then said, what does this man intend to go? He's not intending to go to the dispersion among the Greeks and teach the Greeks, is he? What is the statement that he said, you will seek me and will not find me and where I am, you cannot come. Now in the last day, the great day of the feast, Jesus stood and cried out in the temple. He who believes in me, if anyone is thirsty, let him come to me and drink. He who believes in me, as the scripture says, from his innermost being will flow rivers of living water. But this he spoke of the Spirit, whom those who believed in him were to receive. For the Spirit was not yet given, for Jesus was not yet 
glorified. Some of the people, therefore, when they heard these words, said, this is truly, this certainly is the prophet. But others were saying, this is the Christ. Still others were saying, surely Christ is not going to come from Galilee, is he? Has not the scripture said that the Christ comes from, uh, from the descendants of David and from Bethlehem, the village where David was? So division occurred in the crowd because of him. Some of them wanted to seize him, and no one laid hands on him. The officers then came to the chief priests and the Pharisees, and they said to them, Why did you not bring him? The officers answered, Never has a man spoken the way this man speaks. The Pharisees then said to them, You have not also been led astray, have you? No one of the rulers or the Pharisees believed in him, has he? But the crowd which does does not know the law is accursed. Nicodemus, he who came to him before, being one of them, said, Our law does not judge a man unless it first hears from him and knows what he is doing. Does it? They answered him, You're not also from Galilee, are you? Search and see that no prophet arises out of Galilee. Everyone went to his home. But Jesus went to the Mount of Olives. Early the next day, early in the morning, he came again into the temple, and all the people were coming to him, and he sat down and began to teach them. The scribes and the Pharisees brought a woman caught in adultery. And having set her in the center of the court, they said to him, Teacher, this woman has been caught in adultery in the very act. Now in the law, Moses commanded us to stone such woman. What then do you say? They were saying this to test him so that they might have grounds for accusing him. But Jesus stooped down and with his finger wrote on the ground. But when they persisted in asking him, he straightened up and said, He who is without sin among you, let him be the first to throw a stone at her. Again, he stooped down and wrote on the ground. When they heard it, they began to go out one by one, beginning with the older ones. And he was left alone and the woman where she was in the center of the court. Straightening up, Jesus said, woman, where are they? Did no one condemn you? She said, no one, Lord. Jesus said, I do not condemn you either. Go. From now on, sin no more. Then Jesus, spoke, then Jesus again spoke to them, saying, I am the light of the world. He who follows me will not walk in darkness, but will have the light of man. So the Pharisees were saying to him, You are testifying about yourself. Your testimony is not true. Jesus answered and said to them, Even if I testify about myself, my testimony is true, for I know where I came from and where I am going. But you do not know where I came from or where I am going. You judge according to the flesh. I am not judging anyone. But even if I do judge, my judgment is true, for I am not alone in it, but I am the Father who sent me. Even in your law it has been written that the testimony of two men is true. I am he who testifies about myself, and the Father who sent me, he testifies about me. So they were saying to him, where is your father? Jesus answered, you know neither me nor my father. If you knew me, you would know my father also. These words he spoke in the treasury 
as he taught in the temple, and no one seized him, because his hour has not yet come. Then he said again to them, I go away, and you will seek me, and will die in your sins. So the Jews were saying, surely he will not kill himself, will he? Since he says, where I'm going, you cannot come. And he was saying to them, you are from below. I am from above. You are of this world. I am not of this world. Therefore, I said to you that you will die in your sins. For unless you believe that I am he, you will die in your sins. They were saying to him, who are you? Jesus said to them, what have I been saying to you from the beginning? I have many things to speak and to judge concerning you. But he who sent me is true. I have many things to speak and to judge concerning you. But he who sent me is true. And the things which I speak, I speak just as he has, I speak just, uh, and the things which I heard from him, these I speak to the world. But they did not realize that he had been speaking to them about the Father. So Jesus said, when you lift up the Son of Man, then you will know that I am he, and that I do nothing on my own initiative, but I speak these things just as I heard from, just as the Father has taught me. And he who sent me is with me. He has not left me alone, for I always do the things which are pleasing to him. As he spoke these things, many came to believe in him. So Jesus was saying to those Jews who had believed in him, if you continue in my word, then you are truly disciples of mine. And you will know the truth, and the truth will make you free. They answered him, we are Abraham's descendants and have never yet been enslaved to anyone. How is it that you say you will become free? Jesus answered them, truly, truly, I say to you, everyone who commits sin is the slave of sin. The slave does not remain in the house forever. The son remains forever. So if the son will make you free, then you will be free indeed. I know that you are Abraham's descendants, and yet you seek to kill me, because my word has no place in you. I speak the things which I have seen with my father. Therefore you also do the things which you heard from your father. They answered and said to him, Abraham is our father. Jesus said to them, if you are Abraham's children, do the works of Abraham. But as it is, you are seeking to kill me. A man who told you the truth, which I heard from God, this Abraham did not do. You are doing the deeds of your father. They said to him, we were not born of fornication. We have one father, God. Jesus said to them, if God were your father, then you would love me. Because I proceeded forth and have come from God. For I have not even come on my own initiative, but he sent me. Why do you not understand what I'm saying? It is because you cannot hear my words. You are of your father, the devil. And you want to do the desires of your father. He was a murderer from the beginning and does not stand in the truth because there is no truth in him. Whenever he speaks a lie, he speaks from his own nature. For he is a liar and the father of lies. But because I speak the truth, you do not believe me. Which one of you will convict me of sin? If I speak the truth, why do you not listen to me? He who is of God hears the words of God. For this reason, you cannot hear them because you are not of God. So the Jews said to him, Do we not say rightly that you are a Samaritan and have a demon? Jesus said to them, Jesus answered, I do not have a demon, but I honor the Father. 
and you dishonor me. I do not seek my glory. There is one who seeks and judges. Truly, truly, I say to you, if anyone keeps my word, he will never see death. The Jews said to him, now we know that you have a demon. Abraham died. The prophets died too. And you say, if anyone keeps my word, he will live forever. Surely you're not greater than Abraham who died. The prophets died too. Whom do you make yourself out to be? Jesus said to them, if I glorify myself, my glory is nothing. It is my Father who glorifies me, whom you do not know. But I know him because... Let's see. If I whom you do not know, your father Abraham, but I know him, and if I say that I do not know him, I would be a liar like you, but I know him and keep his word. Your father Abraham rejoiced to see my day, and he saw it and was glad. So the Jews said to him, you are not yet 50 years old, and have you seen Abraham? Jesus said to them, truly, truly, I say to you, before Abraham was born, I am. Therefore the Jews picked up stones to throw at him, but he hid himself and went out of the temple. As he passed by, he saw a man blind from birth. And his disciples asked him, Rabbi, who sinned, this man or his parents, that he would be born blind? Jesus answered, it was neither this man who sinned nor his parents, but it was so that the works of God might be displayed in him. We must work the works of him who sent me as long as it is day. While I am in the world, I am the light of the world. When he had said this, he spat on the ground and made clay of the spittle and applied clay to his eyes and said to him, Go, wash in the pool of Siloam, which is translated sent. So he went away and washed and came back seeing. Therefore the neighbors and those who previously saw him as a beggar were saying, is not this the one who used to sit and beg? Others were saying, this is he. So others were saying, no, he's like him. He kept saying, I am the one. So they were saying to him, how then were your eyes open? He said to them, the man who's called Jesus made clay and applied clay to my eyes and said to me, go to Siloam and wash. So I went away and washed and I see. They said to him, where is he? He said, I do not know. They brought them to the Pharisees, the man who was formerly blind. Now it was Sabbath on the day when Jesus made the clay and opened his eyes. Then the Pharisees also were asking him again how he received his side. And he said, he applied clay to my eyes and I washed and I see. Therefore, some of the Pharisees were saying, this man is not from God because he does not keep the Sabbath. Brothers were saying, how can a man who is a sinner perform such signs? So there was a division among them. So they said to the blind man again, What do you say about him since he opened your eyes? He said, He is a prophet. Then the Jews did not believe it of him that he had been blind and had received sight until they called the parents of the very one who had received his sight and questioned him, saying, Is this your son who you say was born blind? Then how does he now see? His parents answered and said, We know that this is our son and that he was born blind. But how he now sees, we do not know. Or who opened his eyes, we do not know. I mean, ask him. He's of age. He'll speak for himself. His parents said this because they were afraid of the Jews, 
For the Jews had already agreed that if anyone confessed him to be the Christ, he was to be put out of the synagogue. For this reason, they said, he's of age, ask him. So they called the blind man a second time and said to him, give glory to God. We know that this man is a sinner. He then answered, whether he is a sinner, I do not know. One thing I do know, that though I was blind, now I see. They were saying to him, what did he do to you? How did he open your eyes? He answered them, I told you already and you did not listen. Why do you want to hear it again? You do not want to become his disciples too, do you? They reviled him and said, you are his disciple. But we are disciples of Moses. We know that God has spoken to Moses. But as for this man, we do not know where he's from. The man answered and said to them, well, here's an amazing thing. That you do not know where he's from. And yet, he opened my eyes. Since we know that God does not hear sinners, but if anyone is God-fearing and does his will, God hears him. Since the beginning of time, it has never been heard that anyone opened the eyes of a person born blind. If this man were not from God, he could do nothing. They answered him, you were born entirely in sin, and are you teaching us? So they put him out. Jesus heard that they had put him out, and finding him, he said to him, do you believe in the Son of Man? And he said, who is he, Lord, that I may believe in him? Jesus said to him, you have both seen him, and he's the one who's talking with you. And he said, Lord, I believe. And he worshiped him. And Jesus said, for judgment, I came into the world, so that those who do not see may see, and that those who see may become blind. Those of the Pharisees who were with him and heard these things and said to him, we are not blind too, are we? Jesus said to them, if you were blind, you would have no sin. But since you say we see, your sin remains. Truly, truly, I say to you, he who does not enter by the door into the fold of the sheep, but climbs up some other way, he is a thief and a robber. But he who enters by the door is a shepherd of the sheep. To him the doorkeeper opens and the sheep hear his voice, and he calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. When he puts forth all his own, he goes ahead of them, and the sheep follow him because they know his voice. A stranger they simply will not follow, but will flee from him because they do not know the voice of strangers. This figure of speech Jesus spoke to them, but they did not understand what those things were which Jesus was speaking to them. Then he said again, so Jesus said again to them, Truly, truly, I say to you, I am the door of the sheep. All who came before me are thieves and robbers, but the sheep did not hear them. I am the door. He who enters through me will be saved and will go in and out and find pasture. The thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy I came that you may have life and have it abundantly. I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. He who is a hired hand and not a shepherd, who is not the owner of the sheep, sees the wolf coming and leaves the sheep and flees. And the wolf snatches them and scatters them. He flees because he is a hired hand and is not concerned about the sheep. I am the good shepherd. 
and I know my own, and my own know me. Even as the Father knows me, and I know the Father, and I lay down my life for the sheep. I have other sheep, which are not of this fold, and I must bring them also. And they will hear my voice, and they will become one flock with one shepherd. For this reason, the Father loves me, because I laid down my life so that I may take it again. No one has taken it away from me, but I lay down on my own initiative. I have authority to lay it down, and I have authority to take it up again. This commandment I received from my Father. A division occurred again among the Jews because of these words. Many of them were saying, he has a demon and is insane. Why do you listen to him? But others were saying, these are not the sayings of one demon possessed. A demon cannot open the eyes of the blind, can he? At that time, there was a feast of dedication in Jerusalem. It was winter, and Jesus was walking in the temple in the portico of Solomon. So the Jews gathered around him and were saying to him, If you are the Christ, how long will you keep us in suspense? If you are the Christ, tell us plainly. Jesus said to them, I told you, and you do not believe. The works which the Father, the works that I do in my Father's name, these testify about me. But you do not believe because you are not of my sheep. My sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and I give eternal life to them, and they follow me, and they will never perish. And no one will snatch them out of my hand. My Father, who has given them to me is greater than all. And no one is able to snatch them out of the Father's hand. I and the Father are one. The Jews then picked up stones to stone him. Jesus answered them, I showed you many good works from the Father. For which of them are you stoning me? They answered him, For a good work we do not stone you, but for blasphemy. And because you, being a man, made yourself out to be God. Jesus answered them, Has it not been written in your law? I said you are gods. If he called them gods to whom the word of God came, do you say of him, for, and the scripture cannot be broken, do you say of him whom the Father sanctified and sent into the world, you are blaspheming because I said I am the Son of God? If I do not do the works of my Father, do not believe me. But if I do them, though you do not believe me, believe the works so that you may know that the Father, believe the works so that you may know and understand that the Father is in me and I am the Father. Therefore they were seeking again to seize him, but he eluded their grasp. And he went away from there beyond Jordan, where John was baptizing and was staying there. Many came to him there and were saying, while John performed no sign, yet everything John said about this man was true. Many believed in him there. Now, a certain man was sick, Lazarus of Bethany, the village of Mary and Martha. It was the Mary who anointed the Lord with ointment and wiped his feet with her hair, whose brother Lazarus was sick. Therefore, the sisters sent word to him, saying, Lord, Behold, he whom you love is sick. When Jesus heard this, he said, This sickness is not to end in death, but for the glory of God, so that the Son of God may be glorified by it. Now Jesus loved Mary and her sister and Lazarus. So when he heard that he was sick, he then stayed two days longer in the place where he was. Then after this, he said to his disciples, Let us go 
to Judea again. The disciples said to him, Rabbi, the Jews were just now seeking to stone you, and are you going there again? Jesus answered, are there not 12 hours in the day? If anyone walks in the day, he does not stumble because he sees the light of this world. If anyone walks in the night, he stumbles because the light is not in him. This he said, and after that he said to them, Our friend Lazarus has fallen asleep, but I go so that I may awaken him out of sleep. The disciples then said to him, Lord, if he has fallen asleep, he will recover. Now Jesus had spoken of his death, but they thought that he was speaking of literal sleep. So Jesus said to them plainly, Lazarus is dead. And I'm glad for your sake that I was not there. But let us go to him. Therefore Thomas, one of his disciples, Thomas, who is called Didymus, said to his fellow disciples, let us also go so that we may die with him. So when he came, he found that he had already been in the tomb four days. Now Bethany was near Jerusalem, about two, to, two miles off. And many of the Jews came from Jerusalem to Martha and Mary to console them concerning their brother. Martha, therefore, when she heard that Jesus was coming, went to meet him, but Mary stayed at the house. Martha then said to him, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. Even now I know that whatever you ask of God, God will give you. Jesus said to her, your brother will rise again. Martha said to him, Lord, I know that he will rise again in the resurrection on the last day. Jesus said to her, I am the resurrection and the life. He who believes in me will live even if he dies. And everyone who lives and believes in me will never die. Do you believe this? She said to him, yes, Lord. I have believed that you are the Christ, the Son of God, even he who comes into the world. When she had said this, she went and called and called Mary, her sister, saying secretly, the teacher is here and is calling for you. And when she heard it, she was coming to him. Now Jesus had not yet come into the village, but was still in the place where Martha met him. Therefore the Jews who were with her in the house and consoling her, when they saw that Mary got up quickly and went out, they followed her, supposing that she was going to the tomb to weep there. Therefore when Mary came where Jesus was, she saw him, and she fell on his feet, saying to him, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. When Jesus saw her weeping, and the Jews who came with her also weeping, he was deeply moved in spirit and was troubled, and said, Where have you laid him? They said to him, Lord, come and see. Jesus wept. So when the Jews... Some of the Jews said, look, see how he loved him? But some of them said, could not this man who opened the eyes of the blind man have kept this man also from dying? So Jesus, being deeply moved within, came to the tomb. Now it was a cave, and a stone was lying against it. Jesus said, remove the stone. Martha, the sister of the deceased, said to him, Lord, by this time there will be stench, for he has been dead four days. Jesus said to her, Did I not say to you that if you believe, you will see the glory of God? So they removed the stone. Jesus raised his eyes and said, Father, 
I thank you that you have heard me. I knew that you always hear me, but because of the people standing around, I said it so that they may know that you have sent me. When he had said this, he cried out with a loud voice, Lazarus, come forth. The men who died came forth, bound hand and foot with wrappings. His face was wrapped around with the cloth. Jesus said, remove him, unbind him, and let him go. Therefore, many of the Jews who came to Mary and saw what he, Jesus did, believed in him. But some of them went to the Pharisees and told them the things which Jesus had done. Therefore, the chief priests and the Pharisees convened a council and were saying, what are we doing? This man is performing many signs. If we let him go on like this, all men will believe in him, and the Romans will come and take away both our place and our nation. But one of them, Caiaphas, who was high priest that year, said to them, you know nothing at all. Nor do you take into account that it is expedient for you that one man dies for the people and that the entire nation does not perish. But he did not say this on his own initiative. But being high priest that year, he prophesied that Jesus was going to die for the nation. And not for the nation alone, but that he might also gather together into one the children of God scattered abroad. So from that day on, they planned together to kill him. Therefore, Jesus no longer continued to walk publicly among the Jews, but went away from there to the country near the wilderness and to a city called Ephraim. And there he was stayed with his disciples. Now the Passover, the, now the Passover of the Jews was near, and many went up to Jerusalem before the Passover to purify themselves. And they were seeking for Jesus and were saying, as they stood around in the temple, what do you think, that he will not come to the feast at all? But the chief priests and the Pharisees had given orders that if anyone knew where he was, he was to report it so that they might seize him. Jesus, therefore, six days before the Passover, came to Bethany, where Lazarus was, whom he raised from the dead. So they made him a feast there. And Martha was serving but Lazarus was one of those reclining at the table with him. Mary then took a pound of very costly perfume of pure nard and anointed the Lord, anointed his feet, and wiped his feet with her hair. And the house was filled with the fragrance of the perfume. But Judas Iscariot, one of his disciples who was intended to betray him, said, Why was this perfume not sold for 300 denarii and given to poor people? Now, he said this not because he was concerned about the poor, but because he was a thief. And as he had the money box, he used to pilfer what was put into it. Therefore, Jesus said, let her alone, so that she may keep it for the day of my burial. For you always have the poor with you, but you do not always have me. The large crowd of the Jews then learned that he was there. And they came, not for Jesus' sake only, but that they might also see Lazarus, whom he raised from the dead. The chief priests planned to put Lazarus to death also, because on account of him, many of the Jews were going away and were believing in Jesus. On the next day, the large crowd who had come up to the feast, when they heard that Jesus was coming to Jerusalem, 
took the branches of the palm trees and went out and met him and began to shout, Hosanna, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord, even the king of Israel. Jesus, finding a young donkey set on it, as it is written, Fear not, daughter of Zion. Behold, your king is coming, seated on a donkey's colt. These things his disciples did not understand at the first. But when Jesus was glorified, then they remembered that these things were written of him and that they had done these things to him. The crowd of people who were with him when he called Lazarus out of the tomb and raised him from the dead continued to testify about him. For this reason also the people went and met him because they heard that he had performed this sign. So the Pharisees were saying to one another, You see that you're not doing any good? Look, the world has gone after him. Now there were some Greeks who, had, who were going up to worship at the feast. These then came to Philip, who was from Bethsaida of Galilee, and began to ask him, saying, Sir, we wish to see Jesus. Philip came and told Andrew, and Andrew and Philip came and told Jesus. And Jesus answered them, The hour has come for the Son of Man to be glorified. Truly, truly, I say to you, unless a grain of wheat falls into the earth and dies, it remains alone. But if it dies, it bears much fruit. He who loves his life loses it. But he who hates his life in this world will keep it to life eternal. If anyone serves me, he must follow me. And where I am, there my servant will be also. If anyone serves me, the Father will honor him. Now my soul has become troubled. And what shall I say? Father, save me from this hour? But for this purpose, I came to this hour. Father, glorify your name. Then a voice out of the heaven said, I have both glorified and will glorify it again. Then the crowd of the people who stood by and heard it said, thought that it had thundered, but others were saying, an angel has spoken to him. Jesus answered and said, this voice has not come for my sake, but for your sakes. Now judgment is upon this world. Now the ruler of this world will be cast out. And I, if I am lifted up from the earth, will draw all men to myself. He was saying this to indicate the kind of death by which he was to die. The crowd then answered, We have heard out of the law that the Christ is to remain forever. And how can you say the Son of Man must be lifted up? Who is the Son of Man? So Jesus said to them, For a little while the light is among you. Walk while you have the light, so that darkness will not overtake you. He who walks in the darkness does not know where he goes. While you have the light, Believe in the light so that you may become sons of light. These things Jesus spoke to them, and he went away and hid himself from them. But though he had performed so many signs before them, yet they were not believing in him. This was to fulfill the word of Isaiah the prophet who said, Lord, who has believed our report, and to whom has the arm of the Lord been revealed? For this reason they could not believe. For Isaiah also said, He has blinded their eyes and He has hardened their hearts 
so that they would not see with their eyes and perceive with their hearts and be converted, and I heal them. These things Isaiah said because he saw his glory and he spoke of him. Nevertheless, many even of the rulers believed in him, but because of the Pharisees, they were not confessing him publicly for fear that they would be put out of the synagogue. So Jesus cried out and said, He who believes in me does not believe in me, but in him who sent me. He who sees me sees the one who sent me. I have come as light into the world, so that he who believes in me will not remain in darkness. He who hears my sayings and does not receive them, I do not judge him. There is one who judges. I, I do not judge him, for I did not come to judge the world, but to save the world. He who, he who rejects me and does not receive my sayings has one who judges him. The word I spoke is what will judge him on the last day. For I have not spoke, for I, for I did not speak on my own initiative. But the Father himself who sent me has given me a commandment as to what to say and what to speak. I know that his commandment is eternal life. Therefore, the things I speak, I speak just as the Father has told me. Amen.